that was a fun interview back in what June, right before Fourth of July, I think. Hmm. And he said some really offensive stuff too. <laughs> <laughs> Tech Hockey Guide presents the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, covering the Michigan Tech Huskies and the CCHA with your host, Tim Brown, Rob Gilreath, Dustin Lindstrom, and Matt Cavender. Welcome to episode three of season three of the Chasing McNaughton Podcast presented by Tech Hockey Guide. I'm Tim Brown, your host, and I'm joined this week by Dustin Lindstrom. Hey, everyone. And Rob Gilry. Hey, guys. Our special guest this week is Todd Maluski, who covers the Badgers and Forward Madison for the Wisconsin State Journal. Thanks for joining us, Todd. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for having me. Uh, this week, we'll chat with Todd for the first part of the podcast, covering the Badgers exhibition with Minnesota Duluth and the upcoming series with the Huskies in Madison. Uh, after that, we'll uh, chat about... Um, the 2021-22 season for Michigan Tech and the CCHA and kind of probably talk about the Joe Sean hour. I didn't really remember to ask for questions today. I got distracted with other things. So we'll just kind of do a season preview and, and that kind of stuff and, and touch on some of the action from last weekend. And we'll do Dustin's uh, Beat the Ghost, I guess, game. Fantasy Challenge. Call it Fantasy, Fantasy Challenge. Challenge. Okay. All right, let's do the thank you notes plus a brief note from our sponsors. And when we get back, we'll talk to Todd Maluski. Fibke Dental is a general dentistry practice located in downtown Rhinelander, Wisconsin, home of the Hodag. Look online at fibkedental.com or find them on Facebook. They do pain-free dentistry for kids, adults, people that went to great schools, and people that ended up at Northern Michigan. Stop in and say hi between 8 and 5 and tell them THG sent you. That is F-I-E-B-K-E dental.com. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Uh, Welcome back. So let's get right into things with Todd Maluski. Let's start off. What was it like getting to go to an exhibition game in Chippewa Falls this weekend? Uh, an adventure. I mean, first of all, you, you drive in and, uh, I mean, they got a, a whole tailgate set up going, which was, I mean, it was pretty cool to see it. It's, you know, it was a nice enough day. It was, you know, it's kind of cloudy, but it was still in the sixties. It was, you know, a good day to be outside, outside before a hockey game. I think anytime you can do that, you know, thumbs up on, on that. But, uh, and it was nice being in a hockey game with, packed crowd too i mean it did to some extent still a little bit uh uh you know you don't know how to react when you're i'm still in this 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 phase where i don't know how to react yet with other people around me i think we're all getting used to that again in our own little ways right right um but i mean they had about 1100 1200 people in a rink that probably seats around 1100 so i mean they were uh, lined up around the edge and, uh, 
uh, around the boards and up in the, they had a, have a beer garden and everything there. But so, I mean, it was a, it was a really good atmosphere for, for a game like that. And uh, I think something that people here at Wisconsin want to do more often, get around to more parts of the state. And, and with this opportunity to play an exhibition game like this, um, I think they did a pretty good job of taking advantage of that. It always surprises me that there's no other Wisconsin schools that play hockey besides, you know, the flagship, right? So it is nice to see them get around the state. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, back in the, I think, early 80s, Green Bay was talking about um, Would not Division make me one sad up here. hockey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, but, you know, there's there's that legacy of Division three hockey all around the state that is, I mean, important to, to remember that 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 is still going pretty strong is evidenced by some of the national championships coming out of St. Norbert and uh, Stevens point. And uh, I mean, superior back a while ago. So um, Eau Claire being up there too. Um, yeah. So it's uh, it's, but yeah, for division one, yeah. Just having the one school just kind of make it the, uh, the flagship, I guess, for the whole state. Anything interesting happen in the exhibition game? Um, I mean, in terms of what you're looking for to come to spin ahead to this coming weekend, I mean, yeah, that, that there's some concern about Carson Bantle, uh, who went into the show, went into the boards shoulder first and, uh, left with his arm in a sling. And so that, uh, oh, after already. he missed, yeah, after he missed what 11, 12 games last year with a separated shoulder, I don't know if it was the same shoulder, but I mean, that's, that's gotta be a concern, uh, going forward. And he was, in the practices I've seen and in, in that exhibition that he was um, they had him on a line with Dominic Mersch and Ryder Donovan, who are all tall or big bodied. So that was going to be their line that was going to potentially make teams earn whatever they would get. Right. I mean, for physically. Um, and if, and if he's out for a while, they they're going to have to readjust with that. So that was one of the things that I think is going to um be concerning going forward for them. They don't know yet for sure what the the extent of it is. So we'll find out more through the week. But um, I mean, we just we just saw that, you know, this is and we knew this, but we saw it firsthand that this is going to be just a much different Wisconsin team than we saw last year. I mean, it's you don't have the ability to throw out a, a power play that scores 32 percent of the time or a top line that can control the puck down in and end for 45 seconds or a minute and get a bunch of good chances. Um, there's not that high, high talent level that there was last year with Caulfield and, and Pelton Bice and Weisbach and, and Holloway. Um, so it's going to look a lot more like some of the Wisconsin teams of maybe five or 10 years ago, where they're, they're looking towards the defense as being the stronger side of the puck. And so that was interesting to see that play out a little bit yesterday and uh, or on Sunday. And um, yeah, I think that's, those are the kind of things I, I, I noticed anyway, it was just that, you know, they are who we thought they were, I guess. Yeah. It's definitely some big gaps to fill there. Right. <laughs> I can imagine that's not, uh, that's not a small, a small uh, set of skates to fill. If yeah. Will. I mean, you, you don't lose, you know, 50, 55 or 60% of your goal scoring in, in, in five guys that sign pro deals and just expect you're going to be the same team the next year. So uh, yeah, a lot to, lot to cover for there this year. Yeah. It's kind of the opposite of what Michigan's having going on this year. Yeah. 
Yeah. Em- embarrassment of riches. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Did anything come from the, the misconducts that happened as far as discipline for this coming weekend? Not for this coming weekend, okay. but it, it, it just counts towards your, you know, you have three before you get an automatic suspension. Okay. And even though it's an exhibition game, it still counts towards that. If it was a miss, if it was a DQ, that would actually yeah. count as you'd have to sit out the next game, even though it was an exhibition, but okay. um, yeah, nothing, nothing further coming from that. <laughs> it, it, the, the, <laughs> I laugh because uh, you know, there are, in the regular season when there was video of a game that might've been something that got looked at, but I don't know of any video uh, evidence uh, that would be looked at from this one. Cause I think there was one camera, the scouting camera uh, on it. And uh, I don't really know what, how much that, that caught of the hit. It was uh, Roman Ashan leveled a Duluth player at the end of the second period and uh, uh, got five in a game. And, and so did the Duluth player for, for grabbing the face mask in, in the, in the, in the aftermath. So what can we expect from the Badgers? They were picked what third this year. Yep. I mean, and that's the, so we knew it was going to be Minnesota, Michigan, and then everyone else in the big 10, as far as what the, the coaches poll was going to look like. Um, and I think people gave Wisconsin the benefit of the doubt, you know, given that they, they were up there last year, won the championship um, in the regular season and made the championship game in the postseason. Um, and in, in general preseason polls just tend to be, more looking backward than looking forward uh, in, in a lot of, uh, a lot of ways. Uh, but uh, I think you're going to see a team that's trying to figure out where the goal scoring comes from, trying to find you know, maybe experiment with a lot of different ways of, of lining up the forwards to, to make it work. Um, should be solid on defense. Uh, have uh, five of the six regulars back from last season. And then they had Corson Kuhlman's who was a first round pick of Columbus this year. And then you've got Cameron Rowe coming back in goal. And he, uh, he had the best save percentage for a, a Badger goalie in 15 years last season since Brian Elliott. Um, and and he, even though he was in a, a platoon down the stretch with Robbie Vadoon, um, he did have some of the better games out of the two of them. So it's, I I think if, if they can be strong on in the back end, uh, they have enough guys that could score, could, could do better than they've done in the past, just because there'll be more opportunities for them to be on a first line or a second line. Um, That, I mean, there it's fairly easy to be optimistic about, about their chances to, you know, to finish third at like they were picked. And and Jared Moe transferred in from Minnesota. Is he kind of supposed to replace Baydoon as like the other half of the platoon? Or that's yeah, I think that's possible. But for for now, it's it's going to start the way Tony Granado described it uh, to me was that it's going to start the way last year started. Uh, Baydoon got the first start, and he took it and rolled and ran with it, and he he played really well at the start of the season. So they kept going back to him. They wanted to get row in a game, but Bedouin was playing so well that they just wanted to keep going with the, the hot hand. Uh, I, I, I think at some point we'll, we'll see, I mean, this is just a guess from, from my side, but I think we'll see a little bit more of a, a rotation 
develop again because it, it worked really well for him last year. And it, both of those guys bought into it. It, it does kind of depend on that, uh, whether uh, both of those goalies are, are accepting of that. Um, but we saw that on a row last year, and I would think Mo is probably along the same lines. He came here for an opportunity to play, and as long as he's getting a chance to do that, I, I think he, he'd be good with that. So besides Bantle and Mo, are there other guys that transferred in via the new rules? Yeah, they got Max Johnson from Bowling Green, who was a uh, you know one of the the guys that didn't get a chance to do the fifth year at Bowling Green. Uh, he's been on one of the lower lines, fourth or fifth line so far in practice, from what we've seen. Uh, not really sure what what they're going to get out of him. Uh, he's a he's a, 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 a looks like a pretty solid forward, a solidly built forward, uh, and has some veteran presence. You know, has been on a, a team that's done pretty well. I guess I'll, I'm just interested to see how that plays out though his first few weeks and what kind of chance he gets it to be in the lineup and, and what he does with it. So uh, that one's kind of be to be determined. Okay. From the Michigan Tech perspective, it's nice to be getting to play Madison again. I know Rob, I'm sure, is happy because it's a nice short trip for him. And Yep, I, I get to like actually work to the end of the work day and I'll still make it to the game on time. <laughs> yeah, and I got another <laughs> short trip for myself. Um do you know if there's actually plans for them to go up to Houghton? There's there's a return in place, or not in place, but being planned. Um, it's not sure whether that's going to be Houghton or Green Bay possibly again. That's okay. the last I heard. Okay. I think I'm okay I with either, but I'd like to see yeah, them. I, I don't, I don't mind either, but it's I like... Getting the Big Ten schools back into Houghton, I think, is a big deal. And I'm really happy to see Joe on the show today. I know we're maybe jumping ahead a little bit there on you, Tim. But, you know, Joe mentioned on the show that that's one of the reasons they're having issues with scheduling Michigan again is because he doesn't want to do a two-for-one. And I think that's absolutely fantastic, and it's the right thing to do. I personally think screw the Big Ten schools that want to make people travel to them and never leave their home. Yeah, I up. With a Wisconsin perspective, I don't really have a problem if a three-year deal where we play in Madison, Green Bay, and Houghton, or a four-year deal where it's yeah, no twice in Madison, once in Green Bay, and once in Houghton, as long as you know we're getting a lot of the gate in Green Bay, yeah, I think that's I think fine. That's, well, you're going to draw a lot of alumni down here, too. There's no doubt in my mind that it's going to be a pretty decent tech crowd. Yeah, uh, and, and, like, and I know we've um, talked about it before – to some extent, but I, you know, I think it'd be really cool to see Madison or Wisconsin and tech create some early season tournament where we invite two teams and we all go to green Bay for the weekend. Um, I'm not going to lie. If GLI keeps going along its stupid path uh, that it's going this year, I'd be completely fine with the great lakes invitational being a Wisconsin and tech hosted thing and moving it to the rest center. I have yeah. no problem with that. Yeah. It'd be a much better, spot for it if michigan and state aren't going to care and want to change it into some crappy showcase thing and they want to what they're doing this year they shouldn't even call it the gli because it's no it's it's not it's it shouldn't it's if that's what they're going to do just end it yeah well i i I have a feeling that a lot of this was on little caesar's arena this year and and they found a way to do something that worked and I think it's sad that it's come to that. Like I would just say, why don't why don't we just move it to Thanksgiving then? So it's not 
fitting because half the problem for them is that the holiday break is like the time they want to have all these concerts and stuff. And then you've got the, now you've got the Pistons and the Red Wings to compete with. Just move it, switch it to Thanksgiving. I don't care. Like that's a good weekend to have a holiday tournament too. I think it's a better one than trying to shove it in between Christmas and New Year's when the arena doesn't even want it. So I don't know, but that's a topic for later. Maybe Uh, I, I just like the idea of, getting to see Wisconsin regularly and hopefully getting them to Houghton more often. And it kind well, of feels I, I do, like I it's really heading like that direction. I like the idea of Green Bay too. I don't have a problem if, if we're hosting in Green Bay. Like I said, I think that's a really good opportunity for, you know, alumni, people come down, people go Green Bay, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> often enough anyways, it's a bit of a trip to get, to get out of the UP, do some, you know, some shopping down this way. Anyways, so it, it makes it uh, a fun event, right? The trick with Green Bay, though, is always finding the non-Packer weekend to yep. make it work. Because one hundred percent, and 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 not knowing that a couple of years ahead of time really makes it a challenge to hold a date or hold a few dates as a possibility. Um, so I know that's come up in the past as one of those. Yeah, we'd like to do this, but we can't. We have to we have to have something else planned or leave something. Uh, and that's why it might just be easier to go to Houghton. Sure. Then you know, if you have to schedule it out, say, two years down the line, you don't know what the Packers schedule is going to be. You don't want to get caught at the last minute not having uh, a, a, a weekend to do it in. So Yeah, um, nor do you want to be caught up trying to do even do it during the same weekend as the Packer weekend. It's just not. Yeah. I avoid Green Bay like the plague <laughs> during Packers <laughs> weekends for a reason. You don't want to be up there. It's a small town for an NFL team, and it shows. It it really shows. Uh, you know, there's there's a, it's a mess. There's no other way to put it. <laughs> so yeah, that makes a ton of sense. It's almost unfortunate that most of the non-conference you know games end up being early year, right? If non-conference games had a you know like a I don't know an NCAA sanction weekend that was always non-conference in like January or February, you know, I want you to yeah. fit in advance, but. And, and they could do that with the big 10 because there's always someone, you know, with seven teams, there's always someone in the second sure. half that doesn't have a conference game on a weekend, but they don't, it, as far as I know, they don't work those schedules out the conference schedule far enough to, to set those up or, or maybe they could, but I, I just don't know if that's even come up as a possibility yet. I, I have a question on this weekend. Um, is there any option to stream the game or watch the game uh, at, from the Cole Center? Yeah, it'll uh, it'll be on the, the BTN Plus or whatever they're calling it now, Big Ten Network Plus. Um, okay. So that's the uh, – I don't actually don't know how much that is, but I think you have to – I don't know if they do day passes or if you have to buy mm-hmm. a whole month. But Yeah, I, yeah I know. I'm not sure either. But, you know, I mean, it was funny because I was looking at it today because I was thinking, well, I – see if I can watch it, you know, if, if I have an option to watch it like on a day pass or something. And I went to the website for BTN plus and I couldn't find the game listed anywhere, but I'm like, it's gotta be there. All the other hockey games are for some reason it just wasn't listed. But the craziest thing that I saw on there was on BTN plus they were, they had the, the Lindenwood Mankato women's hockey game listed. And I'm like, why the heck is that on BTN? Because of all the, WCHA is this year. Really? To make it easier on their fans to not have to be half flow hockey, half Big Ten network plus stuff. Yeah. It's actually a really good thing, I think. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I figured it was something like that, but it was just kind of like, what the? 
what, what is this yeah. doing here? <laughs> when did Minnesota State join the Big Ten? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These games are on Valley Sports Wisconsin too this weekend. So if, if you, uh, I you could stream it through their website too if you're a subscriber. I think both of them. Although, uh, yes, uh, I don't. I I it's either Valley Wisconsin or Valley Wisconsin Plus. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Well, the, you can both watch them if you have the street. package that has yep. Valley Sports. Yep. Cool. I think I'd rather give the money to the Big Ten than no. <laughs> yeah. I think you can do a free week of, of Big Ten too on Fubo. Fubo gets Big Ten online, I think. So you might be able to get it through that way too, but I haven't done a ton of things. I don't care. I'm going to go. <laughs> I have Big Ten Network, but the Big Ten Network Plus is an added sure. thing to the yeah, Big Ten yeah. Network. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing some live games. This is what the first time I'll get to see a game in person since. Oh, it'll be the Northern games for me. I went to the uh, game at Northern before we played Mankato in the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, I'm not even sure the last time I got to see a game in person. It is it is my longest gap being in an in person game in my life. <laughs> last year marks the first calendar year since '85 I wasn't at a game, or well, maybe '86, I guess. If I did the math, I probably wasn't at a game in '85. But knowing my dad, I might have been. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So those, for, for our listeners who are going, is there any special COVID rules at the call center or anything like that that fans should know about? Uh, just uh, that masks are required as long as they're not eating or drinking. Yeah, they're not requiring vaccines. That's all of Dane County. Yes, right. Uh, the, the trick is that the UW campus doesn't play by the same rules as the rest of Dane County because they consider themselves state lands and they make their own rules. So this was a thing last year when uh, no one was actually allowed to play sports indoors in Dane County, UW still was because they're under their own jurisdiction. Oh, okay. So, but it's just anybody down in Madison, I mean, expect to wear a mask. Indoors. Yes. If you're in Madison, uh, expect to have to wear a mask indoors at, uh, yep. at anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's they, they've been that way for a while. Yep. And it's and it's not like uh, some of the other places people may be coming from. It will most likely be followed down in Dane County. Um, For the most part, yeah, well done. Yeah, maybe maybe not at the college club, but yeah, I think uh, some places on campus might uh, might uh, (laughs) uh, you know check you once, but once you're in the door, that I think that probably will be pretty loosely enforced. So. Circling back to the the exhibition games, do you think this will be something that's continued or go away when Canadians are allowed to travel again and things are more normal? I think there's going to be a pretty strong push to keep it going the way it's done this year. Um, whether that and I, and I I guess I haven't heard a good reason not to or or to be opposed that anyone would be opposed to that. Um, I tend to agree because I think you'd rather play the right caliber of opponent, even if it is an exhibition, to because it's better practice for the team to be prepared. Because even if you're playing against the fifth liner from Wisconsin, it's probably better than playing from against Lake or not to pick on them, but that's the team that I remember. Right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, fun. Victoria came. Yeah. Did you know? That Gordon Lightfoot is a proud alumni of Lakehead University. 
I did not know that. I'm not surprised that you know that. But. That's the Gordon fact of the week. Yeah. Brought to you by Gordon's Fisherman. So wh- what do you think is going to happen this weekend, Todd? Well, I, I think I anticipated you asking me that, Tim. Okay. So I, uh, <laughs> uh, in my, you know, putting on my prognosticator's hat, that never seems to work. Um, I, I feel like tech has a better chance than the first game. Wisconsin's still in, in flux here. Tech's got a lot more coming back from last year than, than Wisconsin does. So I feel like that maybe gives them a little bit of an advantage for Friday night's game. I wouldn't be, I, I will, would probably pick tech to win Friday and Wisconsin to come back and get a split on Saturday. That's uh, that's, I guess if I had to pick right now where I'd go with it. Okay. So I you're should going, go to Milwaukee on Saturday. Got it. Going with the classic six, two, six, two. It was wasn't that what it was last time? Was last time, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, we came down and we kicked somebody's butt finally on Friday night, and then you know, six two the second night. <laughs> in, in typical tech of old fashioned, managed to win a game on Friday night and then completely give it up on the next night when the other team is angry. That's not nearly as bad as the one before that when they won. What was it like nine nothing on Friday night and then? Managed to lose the second night. Yeah, it was eight. I want to say it was eight or something like that. Yeah, I closed that, I closed that tab, but that is my that is my profile picture on Twitter still. That um, was one of those really bad years for Wisconsin, I think. Right? That was that the is, uh, yeah. That was the fourteen fifteen or fifteen sixteen. That was the year that Wisconsin was really bad, and it was the year that that was the year that Tech was really good. Mm-hmm. I'm grabbing it right now. That was. Eight to it was 2015, eight to one, mm-hmm. and then came back the second night and uh, a two to nothing win for Wisconsin. But yeah, it's uh, <sighs> it's been it's been pretty even the last couple of years. The 2012 series was was two OT ties, and then we've you know had the one lopsided but split anyways. And then you guys won the the Hockey Hall of Fame game a few years back. Oh, yeah, I need a bigger monitor to see this roster. There's so many names on here. <laughs> yeah, it's been a it's been a lot of the last time Wisconsin was up in Houghton was 2011. So I think it's uh, you know it's due for a return north anyways after after this year, whether it be yeah. at Green Bay or 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 McGinnis. I don't really care which, but I haven't seen. McGinnis since uh, well, uh, most of the renovations. So I would, I would love to come up there. What color? We have a beer garden now. What color were the beer seats the last time you were there? Uh, well, I don't remember what color they were, were they, but they were wood. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so, yeah they weren't. They weren't the new ones. That yeah, yeah. Green, <laughs> green been... yellow, and orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> classic. That sounds right. Classic 70s put in or early 80s mm-hmm. put in colors. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Absolutely nothing to do with school colors whatsoever. Yep. Stained wood. Yep. That, that makes sense. Let's go green, <laughs> orange, and yellow. Yeah. No, I. Yeah. Yeah. They, were, they were a choice. That's for sure. <laughs> Whoever decided on that scheme. <laughs> be I, sit on, I sit on those chairs to put my boots on in the garage. They're sitting right next to my door in you the got, garage. Yeah. You got to set. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I backed into one of mine with my boat this summer. Oh, <laughs> crunched the top of it. I'm sad. Like I was, I was doing really good with that too. Um, but yeah, the 
Yeah, there's been a few changes, I would say, then, if that's just, the last time few. you were there. Yes. Uh, but, and the next time you go up there, you will see our advertisement on the boards. So we were joking about whether or not we should change it, because apparently we we lucked into getting our advertisement right on the visiting site, or like right below the visitor's bench. Mm. And uh, we were joking about changing it so it says, I'm with stupid, with an arrow pointing up at the bench. <laughs> <laughs> But it was already sent to the printers by the time they told us we had that location. So I guess we'll keep what we submitted. Because, you know, we're big time now. We have a sponsor, a, a, a dentist from Rhinelander, of all places, because he, he's a big tech alum and big supporter of us since the beginning, actually. So it's kind of cool that we've Very cool. gotten enough to give some money back to the school and get our name on the board so maybe some more people will find out about us yeah i think i think it'll i wouldn't be surprised if it's a split the way you laid it out todd it 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 makes sense i i could see it going better for tech but i could also see them having a hiccup at some point and and finding a way not to to win both games so I, i think a split's probably a fair guess especially this early in the season and i don't really know what joe's gonna do with his lineup, you know, his roster is so big. I don't know who he's going to pick. I don't quite know how many guys he's going to travel. We could have a JV team this year. We could. <laughs> uh, the The travel rules, is that all conference, or is there also an NCAA rule on how many players? I don't, I don't not I've ever seen that in an NCAA rule. That's, that's all been a conference thing. So non-conference games have always been fair game for whoever you want to take. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised then if Joe maybe brings two more guys than he normally does, or or at least one. I mean, in terms of trip, it's the one of the easier ones to travel extra to, too. So yeah, it's it's not that not that far of a ride. <clears throat> no, it would make some sense to me if he had three guys that weren't dressing instead of just the one with the extra skater that they're allowed to dress now. Uh, and I don't even know what the conference rule anymore is. If they're still, if they're allowed to dress or bring two extra skaters, or if it's just the one because of the extra skater now, I don't even know anymore. Yeah, it's a good question. New league, you would think they would, uh, you know, address all those kind of things. When I know in over. the past, I thought they could bring two extra skaters. Yep. But a lot of teams were choosing not to because it's an extra room for the one extra guy, and so they just wouldn't do it. Um, which, I wouldn't be surprised. In, in all honesty, that's a cheap ass, stupid reason to not bring another guy. <laughs> I know, but I understand what you're saying. But I also get the like the idea of like nobody gets to room alone and and all that kind of stuff of like just that mentality versus uh, necessarily like I don't know if it's about cost as much as like experience type thing. I don't know. Make one so, room with the equipment manager or something. <laughs> I think now you can. Away. So you can dress 22, right? Three goalies, 19 skaters. Am I doing them? Am I thinking of this right now? Uh, three goalies at so. home, right? You can, you I don't know if you can bring no? Well, it, at least in the Big Ten, they've let you start taking three goalies on the road. Okay. Well, then maybe that would be the answer. So you maybe, just take the third goalie and, yeah. and you take 19 skaters and mm-hmm. or you take 20 skaters and three goalies. Well, yeah. Oh, to be 20. So I think, yeah, a lot of teams end up in the Big Ten take 24. Yeah. 
So probably an extra forward, an extra defenseman, three goalies, and whatever your lineup is. Yeah, well, it sounds it sounds like there's some players that aren't necessarily fully fit either. From listening to the Joe Show too, he mentioned that some guys aren't quite ready for game games yet at this point, either for what reason. I know he didn't mention reasons why. And I think it I, was pretty much anybody who didn't dress right was. Yeah, it's like they were either, you know, either they're coming off from being sick or what have you, right? They're just not, they're not ready for games anyways, it sounds like. So even with the big roster, maybe it's a little bit easier of a set of choices, right? I don't know. Well, but he still dressed eight defensemen and four lines plus two forwards. So <laughs> that's more yeah, than he can there's take. Plenty of, there's plenty of choices, yeah. Dustin, do you want to do your uh, fantasy college hockey before we let Todd go? Sure. All right, Dustin, here we go. All right. Week two of the Fantasy College Hockey Challenge. Um, we had some issues week one, as I'm <laughs> sure a lot of people figured out. I looked at the wrong roster for Lake State. Um I don't know if they did have the new roster up yet or if I just screwed up, but I had last year's roster. So um, that segment got a little bit messed up and we ended up changing it after the fact. So, you know, the challenge itself actually worked. It just didn't make the podcast. Um, The end results of last week, uh, even though I had the first pick, I kind of got screwed because my player got both games canceled due to, uh, I guess it was uh, some COVID issue with Alaska, right? It was Alaska, not Minnesota, I think. Right. Um, so I have zero points. Um, Tim is in first place with five points. Rob has four. Matt and the ghost are both tied with one. <laughs> nice. And he yeah. got to pick second last time or last? I forget. Uh, I picked first last time. You picked first, but what I did picked- he pick? Matt? Yeah. Matt picked second. second. Okay. He picked second. Okay. Yeah, because he's picking first now. Yep. Matt picked second. Okay. So this week, our theme is the CCHA versus the world, right? This is a key non-conference weekend. Um, this is a new league, and we all know going into the new league that one of the, the main drivers for wanting to, you know, get into the new CCHA is trying to improve non- the non-conference record and therefore pairwise rankings for the teams in the league. This is going to end up being an important weekend league-wide due to the, these matchups that we have going on. So uh, this week, each player that we're going to choose from is a forward on a CCHA team, and they're going to be all playing in some important non-conference series. They're all scheduled to play two games in a Friday-Saturday series. First, the first player we have is Alex Barber, forward from Bowling Green. The series this weekend will be Bowling Green's first series of the year, but they did get spanked by the hated Michigan Wolverines in an exhibition game this past weekend. Barber did not score in the exhibition game. Um, This weekend, Bowling Green will be traveling east to play RPI for two games. Last season, Barber had nine goals and 14 assists in 31 games played. Second is Mankato's Reggie Lutz. 
Mankato will be hosting St. Cloud for two this weekend in a battle between the top two teams in the nation and a rematch from last year's Frozen Four. It's um, probably going to be considered the premier series in the entire country for this next upcoming weekend. Uh, Lutz had one goal last weekend, and it was the game-winning and a power play goal, so that would be extra points in our format. Last season, Lutz scored 10 goals and 11 assists. Third, we have Tech's own Alec Brotsman. As you all know, Tech is playing two games in Madison against the Badgers this weekend. Tech has only played an exhibition game against NMU so far, and Wisconsin also didn't play a real game last, last weekend, so it'll be both teams' first real weekend of hockey. Bratzman finished last year with 13 goals and eight assists in 30 games. Fourth, Ethan Somoza from Bemidji State. Bemidji is playing a home-and-home -home series against Minnesota Duluth this weekend. Both Bemidji and Duluth played an exhibition game last weekend. Last season, Somoza scored 15 goals and had five assists in 29 games. This is another matchup between two ranked teams. Um, Duluth is you know, top five-ish, and, and Bemidji is uh, 15th in the country. Both teams will come into this season having pretty high expectations. Lastly, fifth, we have Brandon Puricelli from Lake State. Lake State is coming off a series split at Nebraska-Omaha last weekend, where Puricelli scored two goals in Saturday's win. Last season, Puricelli scored only eight goals and seven assists, but started off this year with a bang. This weekend, Lake State will be playing Michigan at Michigan for two games. So in summary, your choices are Alex Barber from Bowling Green, Reggie Lutz from Mankato, Alec Bratzman from Tech, Ethan Somoza from Bemidji, and Brandon Puricelli from Lake State. The order for the picks for this week is Matt, Tim, Rob, and Dustin. And, and Todd gets to go at first in place of Matt be, not being able to be here. Is that, that right? Is correct. Yep, okay. That's correct. Man, that's a lot of pressure. Um, well, I think I know what Matt would do. Matt would well, be the no homer. I have no idea what Matt would do. Wouldn't he? I think, I think Matt would be a homer. I think Matt would pick Protzman. I think so, I, too. I think Matt would be a homer, and he would totally take the 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 home team or the the tech player if given the I chance. Would. If, if I, I had a pick, pick, you know, if I had a pick of a tech player, I'd pick Trenton Bliss, given his uh, uh, history with Wisconsin. But he's not on the board, right? So, um, you know, I well, Brosman's also a former Wisconsin recruit. Oh, see, there's so many of them. I, I tend to forget. Oh, right? Isn't that right? Yeah, I don't know if he's a recruit, but he means a Wisconsin kid. He's yeah, a Wisconsin. Wisconsin kid, but I don't remember him being a, a commit. But was he committed to Wisconsin and then committed to Ohio State? Is he the one that was at? I don't remember anymore. I don't think he was ever committed to Ohio. I don't know. Somebody was committed to Ohio State at one point that we got, but I don't know anymore. It's hard to keep track of all of it. Yeah, boy, I you know I really like Lutz. I really like Samoza. Seeing Samoza play. Uh, the Badgers last year in, in Bridgeport in the tournament, man, he was good. Uh, I will take Samosa. Okay. I don't think that's a bad pick. Are they playing in Duluth or are they playing home and home? I think you said home and home. Home and home. home, and home. home, and home. Yeah, okay. 
uh, out of all the players on the list, Somoza is coming in with, you know, the most equity in goals. He's, I mean, he scored 15 goals last year. He's that's more than anybody else on the list. And we all saw how dynamic he can be last year. Mm -hmm. The key, the key is, you know, almost every, you know, every matchup except for the Bowling Green one, it's a tough matchup, right? Yeah. You know, they're all going into, into a tough matchup, but. All right, Tim. It's my pick. You're next. All right. I'll take Brett's one. Okay. Rob? Yeah, I'm kind of torn between the, the tough matchup or, or the easy matchup, but I think it's hard not to go with uh, Lutz from Minnesota State. Yeah, I think I would have picked him if, if Brett's was gone. Yeah, I'm going to go with Lutz. All right. Rob gets Lutz. Even though that matchup is should be a good one. And I will take Barber then. Yeah, no one's going against Michigan. I wonder why. <laughs> watch, watch! He gets, he'll get a hat trick for the ghost now, yeah, and they'll lose seven to three that night. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Well, that's the challenge for this week, and hopefully, I didn't screw it up this week. <laughs> All, all of these players are on rosters, I think. At least we got that much right. Thank you. Right. Well, that's good. That's a good start. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Todd. And we appreciate you covering for Matt since he couldn't be here today for our little trivia game here. You bet. Thanks for uh, thanks for including me in that. I don't haven't really any clue what I was doing there, but hey, <laughs> neither do we. Neither do we. What else is new for me? I, I guess. Uh, right. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Anything you want to plug? Uh, Madison.com. We've got a, uh, a $1 for six months of coverage. I'll get you through the entire so- hockey season for $1 okay. to be a subscriber. Get all of our content. Sounds great. So. Thanks a lot, Todd. Yeah, I appreciate yep. you having me on. Thanks for calling. Uh, thanks. thanks. All right. I want to take a moment to touch on one thing. We fund everything at Tech Hockey Guide from our patrons. You can become one at patreon.com slash Guide. Uh, we'll be doing uh, Zoom chats again with special guests. You can get those and question priority at the white level, which is $2 a month. Uh, if you've got anybody you want to hear from one of those chats, let us know. Uh, since the podcast started, we've done extended versions of the podcast for patrons at the black level or above, which is $5 a month. If you sign up now, not that you necessarily want to go back, but you can go back and listen to all those extended versions, including like our interview with Dirk. Um Alex Patan and Matt Roy from earlier on. And uh, yeah, so you can go back and check all that stuff out at the gold level for $10 a month. You get access to everything I mentioned above and the zoom video of our podcast before the rest is out. That usually gets posted Tuesday mornings. Whereas the, yeah, you can see my sweet hair. Yep. 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 (laughs) You check out the classic Mitch's misfits logo in my background. And Rob's not so sweet hair. Lack of hair. Yeah, I don't know if we're complaining about up here or right here, Rob. Sometimes it goes up like this, and it's real good during the podcast. Oh, that, that's better. Nice. That's better. I like, I like that. that. Yeah. So for ten dollars a month, you could see that if you want. We didn't get any uh, ratings this week, so Dustin doesn't have to read anything to you guys. So if you want to do more of those? That'd be great. That'd be good for the podcast. I still haven't quite it. figured out why. Five stars. I'm going to rate it five stars so I can read my own. Okay. <laughs> Maybe you'll be better at reading your own. I was pretty good at it. I just added a little juice to it. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So we're already 75 minutes into this thing. Uh, 2021-22 season. Let's just get right into it. What do you guys 
thinks gonna happen? Gonna happen or should happen? Because I think they're different. Well, let's okay. Let's let's start with should happen. I I guess I'll start and say. I think with the talent on this team and the experience on this team, the expectation should be an NCAA tournament berth. And I'm not saying win the league because I think Mankato again might be the best or one of the best teams in the country. So I think you need to be top three in the league and an NCAA tournament berth and not a, Oh, we're going to sneak in by winning the last, you know, two series in the playoffs and get the the fifteen seed playoff berth. Like, let's we need to be a solid team the entire year and be in, you know, that national picture. I think this this team has the talent and this team has the experience to to do that. I think this weekend will be a big a big telling of how the whole year is going to go. To be honest. You're playing a non-conference series against a team that is maybe like you know we're talking to Todd. Obviously, it's coming down a little bit from a really really solid year last year with you know some standout players. I'd really like to see us sweep this weekend and set that stage right away for the the national conversation. Right, that, that goes a long way towards it, especially against the Big Ten team. So, no, I'd agree with you. I think second or third is the expectation. You know, hosting home ice, contending all the way through the playoffs and then at large bid, I think is, is, should be one. It should be the goal for most years, but this year, especially there's a lot of folks, a lot of folks back that, you know, should make a difference there. Plus, uh, I mean, there is, this is, this has to be, I I haven't looked it up, but this has to be one of the most experienced teams we've returned in years. I mean, we've got, we've got to have a very high percentage of goal scores coming back. Right. Like of goals returning from last year. Yeah, I don't know what the actual official stat line there is, but you look at like other teams around the league that have lost so many to transfers. Lake State obviously has the misfortune of not having a master's programs at all, right? So they're, they're, a lot <laughs> of their guys that have left and transferred out, well, it looks really bad, are all guys that graduated. They don't have schooling to continue on for their fifth year, right? So a lot of them that transferred out transfer because they're just they're done with school, which makes sense well, and hurts Lake State, but it is what it is for them. Bowling Green's lost a few. I don't think they they look to be the the same caliber they were last year. Uh, Bowling Green's lost a lot, I think. Right. I mean, I, I think Bowling Green's lost. Um, I mean, I, I think they're going to still be very talented, but they've lost a lot of experience. Yep. Yeah, I think I think it's one of those things where we've got we've got a really good good chance to do well in the league, and I. I the coach's poll reflects that, right? We're, we're picked, I think, top three in the coach's poll, right? So, right. Mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, that's where we should be. So, and we, we talked about it at the end of the last year. I mean, this is <coughs> it's an important year for the program. For several years, we've been talking about this is the year, one of the years that we should be competing because we have what we have considered highly talented players that are now in their fourth year, you know, we've got in, you know, third, fourth year players that should be, you know, the backbone of this team and should be contributing a lot on the score sheet. And now they have a lot of games under their belt. This is the type of team that we should expect to be able to compete on a national level. Uh, I don't think the expectation at a school like tech is that we're going to compete every year. You know, maybe we compete on a national level, 
two out of every four years, two out of every five years, one out of every five years, who knows? But if, if, if that's the case, this is that one year. If you look at the talent and the experience on the team. Well, and then you take, take, take that to the next step and you look at what were our weaknesses. One of our biggest weaknesses was center last year, right? And what did Joe do? He went and added Bronte and Korsha to the team. Now, obviously, based on the show, I don't really know how to pronounce his name. I'm going to have to ask him myself or have to have uh, Jay-Z ask him sometime directly so we can get it right because Joe said his name like three different ways <laughs> the last two shows, I think. But you add that depth at center, <clears throat> which is one of the bigger weaknesses this team had, I think. And then you, I mean, just like looking at the line chart, I'm just salivating when you like, and w- when you talk about, when we talked about expecting this to be a good year, that was before we had Ashbrook, right? Mm-hmm. That was before we had Bronte and Korsha. And, and Korsha, right. I think it's going to be more of that, like, uh, like I think he'll have an important role, but I still don't think he's going to be a guy that, you know, puts up a bunch of points, right? I mean, I think he had, well, I guess he did have, well, that's in 81 games. He's had 18 points so far at BU, but he's also probably playing a very different role for Tech than he did at BU. But, like, I look at our line chart from the Northern game, and I see a line of Alec Brossman, Arvid Kataroth, and Marcus Peterson, and Brossman's the smallest guy on that line. And you're mm-hmm. talking about that combination of two giant Swedes. One's a setup man, one's more of a scoring guy, and then you had Brossman. Like, I don't see how that line – if that line can stick together – I don't see how that line isn't producing a rookie, like an all rookie guy and two guys that make all conference. Just, just from what you saw last year of Kataroth and Brotsman, like, like the thing I like most about this team is that maybe we don't have a guy that's going to put up a Tanner Caro type conference MVP type season, but you tell me which, which of those lines that Joe taught it, tried it out there last on Saturday which one do you put against your top defensive pair? This, this team should be four lines deep. Yeah, that's the thing. See. Like, yeah. you, there's not going to be like you are going to find a way to crush that third pair of defensemen if the other team tries to put them out there if they're not good enough. Unless you're playing like Mankato, who is third pair defenseman, is, is right. But right, but but, but I'm yeah. saying like the other team can't take a shift off and expect not to be punished for it with this lineup, and 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 that's where I think. I think the way I've framed it is I don't think they're going to win the McNaughton cup just because I think the problem really is, is that it is kind of a, there's like one is Mankato and then there's two a and two B with tech and Bemidji state. Cause Bemidji state brings back a ton too. They do. Yep. And they did better with what they had last year than what tech has done. So I don't, yeah. it's not a matter that tech can't win the cup, but I think you look at it as, they better be going into the first series in February. Like they better be going into winter carnival that they still have like not a mathematical chance of winning, but like a legit shot at still winning the cup at that point with like eight games left in the season. That's where they need to be. They need to be solidly in home ice throughout the whole season and having a shot, a good shot at still winning the cup going into the last month of the season. It would be, and yeah. however that plays out, it plays out. I think mm-hmm. they have a good shot at doing it if things fall right. But this team is so deep that I, 
And I know part of it is going to be just seeing how the whole month, like the first month of the season shakes out because a lot of teams are deep. But a lot of the departures from the conference, you know, most of them didn't come from Tech. I feel like Tech did a good job of replacing what they lost. Whereas and, and Bowling Green lost, Lake State lost. It Like they didn't improve Bemidji themselves. Lost. I mean, look at Bemidji, Bemidji lost their goalie, right? He, right. he was a backbone of that team. It, it, that's, that's going to be tough to replace him. But they're probably the best coach team in the whole conference. I, yeah. I mean. So it'll I be really interesting. Yeah, I think it'll be really interesting to see how this all plays out. It's hard not to look at the roster and see, like, if it'll be interesting to see what kind of lineup we actually have this weekend and what the pairings are. But you've got, uh, I, I don't know, like the what the worst line on this team, like according to what like Joe's top four lines is: Logan Ganey, Parker Sareski, and Brian Hallinan. And I like that's still a really solid line, especially if Parker Sareski kind of has a rebound after his kind of junior slump. Um, and we've seen that Hallinan can score. I mean, Hallinan is yeah. a solid player. Right. But with that all said, what I've started this whole conversation with, what, what, you know, what I expect and what this team should do, I feel like we've gotten burnt every year. You know, we all – this team has underachieved for, for four years, Right. The biggest thing is figuring out how to score. You know, they, they that's been the biggest frustration these last couple of years is just a lack of scoring. And I'll be with this lineup, it'll be interesting to see how the the CCHA refereeing emphasis plays out. If they actually do allow us to play like if the clutch and grab type stuff gets taken out of the game again more and it's a more open flowy game, I think that does favor us to some extent. Um, maybe compared to years past, but I mean, other than St. Thomas, I don't, you're, you're not like, well, it may be Ferris too, but like, I don't see how that the one thing that scares me from last year is how well we did against the two teams that are gone. Right. And Ferris and Northern and not everybody else. So you got to find a way to get over that hump and get out of your head on that stuff and figure it out. And hopefully they can do that. You need to play up. You need to play up. I mean, you, you can't, you can't have weekends off against a team like Bemidji because they're going to beat you every time. I mean, no. you need to go into a weekend against a Bemidji. I mean, Northern's the same way, but it's difficult, you know, in a rivalry game to not be up for that. Right. That may be an explanation for why we've had success against Northern, but you got to go into a series against Bemidji like that too. And Bowling Green. Yeah, those are teams that if if you're not, you know, if if you're not going into it with that fire, you're you're not going to win. Yeah. So if you looked at the line chart, so you so you look at that, and okay, so we've got Levi Stauber, Jake Crespi, Logan Piedela, Justin Misiak, Alex Nordstrom, Eric Goats, Jed Piedela, and Mark Sinclair didn't dress. So who like, what what do you think? Like, how do you see? This weekend going like who do you think he actually dresses? Uh, pending health, of course. Like I, I, I think, I guess I think it's safe to say that nobody that didn't dress for this game is actually going to play this weekend. But like that's probably a fair guess. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's somebody like Goats or 
Um, I would be surprised if Missy Act doesn't play coming back for another year. I, well, I, I kind of I, I don't Missy mean long term. I just wonder if he's he's got a nagging injury and that's why he didn't play. So that's why yeah, he didn't press at all. Because I would assume be, yeah. if Missy X healthy, he's at least the fifth center. Um, the interesting thing to me is 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 where's Missy X going to play? Is he going to be a center again? Or is he going to be a winger? And maybe that depends on how Piedela plays because he's a center, right? Traditionally, hasn't Logan Piedela be in the center? I think so. Yeah, I think I believe so. Yeah, that's such a weird luck and line chart with so many people on it. It, it hurts my brain. Yeah, I know it's, it's from the little... exhibition game. I get it, but it's well. And you know what's just, the funniest part to me is so like uh, Cal has like the shading, so the first and third line are gray. Yeah, but it's missing. And then the, the second D line, but he doesn't have it for the fourth right. D line or the last forward line. It's kind of fun to look at. Yeah, it just looks really, um, really odd. <clears throat> So, I mean, I think you got about six sure things. No matter what, you're going to see Blitz, Bretzman, Kataroth, Hallinan, Sawyer. Um, and I think you could probably put um, Caro in there too. I, I think Caro coming in from oh, Boston I think, College. I, think, I definitely think Carroll's going to be like the the Cliff Watson type of this team yeah. and play every week. And I be think that so too. Shut down, stay at home defenseman. And I, Ashbrook. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see Ashbrook in a full year, especially if he's up there. If him and Bronte are playing together, those two guys that both play quick up top, that'll be interesting to see, I think. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see the 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 Bronte Ashbrook pairing. And then, like I said, that fourth line shown, uh, Bretzman, yeah, the, Kateroff, Peterson, know, if he keeps I know that it's together. fourth, but it really doesn't feel like that's I, the right yeah, spot for it. <laughs> no, I know. It's kind of nice It's kind of nice to see that. It gives me, I think, there's always a little bit of a question when you get the international players coming in, and we saw how good um, Kateroff was I, last year. I honestly year. think Kateroff played better than, um, I'm drawing a blank right now, the guy that went to Wisconsin. Bantle. He played be- yeah. he played better than Bantle mm-hmm. did, I think. Um, yeah, he did. Yep. And now, granted, well, Bantle, he made all conference rookie. Yeah, yeah Bantle was but the fact that, all, but yeah, yeah, just the fact that we're seeing Peterson playing with Kadaroth gives me, you know, a lot of optimism that we're going to see the same thing from Peterson, right? Maybe not. Yeah, you know, they're not a the same type of player. Of yeah, but they're not the I, same I type of totally... player, but the same quality of player, right? Yeah, I mean. Like like I said, can you just imagine that line if Kadaroth is able to like come across the blue line and feed those two guys? Like, mm-hmm. like just he's going to put up thirty assists, and those two guys are going to have you know fifteen goals each. I mean, that's what I hope to see. Yeah, yeah. Between it's, it's, them, so. it's a really exciting lineup. Like I said, I'm 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 very excited to see them in person this weekend. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I know it'll be it it'll be really interesting to see how this plays out with Bronte and Ashbrook together if that continues to happen. It'll be interesting to see who if if Mos- Mosley sticks there or if it's somebody else or or what like how well, how he works all that. And, so. and Bliss and Parentino on a line is nothing to you know shake a stick at either, right? I mean. If, yeah, if Peretino can get going goal scoring wise, and you know Bliss out in front, that's an exciting, that's an exciting line too. So there's there's a lot here to be real happy with. Yeah, 
it's just a matter of the guys actually executing and scoring finally. I mean, really that, that to me feels like the missing piece these last few years, right? We've, we've been in games that have for the most part been really close games. We just haven't been able to score uh, and, and finish yep. things out. So and, if everything can finally and, click and the scoring is there, I, I think we're in real good shape. And I, and I think there's a lot of pressure on the coaching staff too, right? We, we, you know, we've kind of beaten the whole Joe Sean thing to death over the last few years. And I know, you know, Matt's not here to defend him, and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to go deep on that, but it, they've, the coaching staff has put together what looks to be a very talented roster. Yep. I would agree. Now the systems need to be in place to allow them to thrive. Well, and I think, I think one of the things that you have to look at from, from the outside observer, not being in the locker room is Joe talked about it. Alabama Huntsville reached out to Joe to bring in Bronte. Like, I think that says a lot, even if we haven't, been as happy as we like we haven't seen the results that we kind of have expected but I think that says a lot that that's what Hunts that's where Huntsville went was Michigan Tech asking if there was a spot for Bronte and then I know Caro and Korsha don't have the stats but anybody that committed to BC and BU and got to play in 130 and right. 81 games for those programs, regardless of the points they put up. They're decent hockey Like, schools. that's not nothing. They've, they've, done, like, they've done some work. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And and if they can come in and fit the role that they're asked to do, like, I, that's that's great. And and it, I think it does say, say a lot about the program that those guys chose to come here. Yeah, agreed. I, there's definitely – there's a lot of truth in that. And it, it said <laughs> – I'm excited for this year for for a lot of reasons, but the the roster depth we have is is definitely one of the big reasons. And and like I said, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna harp on Joe. I like Joe. I think we all like Joe. But at some point, you know, at some point, we, the expectations are the expectations, and I I think he probably realizes that too, right? You, you need to win games. Yeah, it's a results business. I mean, there's no way mm-hmm. you know, no way around that, right? So. And, you know, tons of credit to him for putting together this roster because it sure looks like it's a roster that, that should compete. It looks like a roster that should be in the NCAA tournament and potential to make a run. And, you know, that's a lot of credit to him. Now let's make it happen. Cool. So anything else you want to touch on from the CCHA? How many goals is St. Thomas going to give up? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's... 14 a weekend? I mean, they've got potential. They're in the spot where I think they're going to grow and stay with for next week. But this year is um, going to be tough. It's going to be rough. Yeah. It's going to be rough. Now, granted, they didn't exactly play the easiest team to start off with. <laughs> no. That's uh, here, about, here's D1 hockey. <laughs> have fun getting spanked. How about, a, how about a statement that Mankato made? I mean, we can talk about this, this, this whole season next week, but, you know, talking about last weekend, first weekend of the year, to go to the defending national champion, number one ranked team, and and sweep sweep them. And what they did on on Sunday, what they did on Sunday, where they're down and score six unanswered at the end. (laughs) That's just like... Hi, we we would like to win this game in the last period. Thunk. Um, Five in the third. We've we've gotten pretty used to it at this point, but um, Mankato is going to be a problem again. Mankato is <laughs> always a problem. 
And I thought McKay was gone, but he's still there. <laughs> no, he's never leaving. He's got a lifetime scholarship. <laughs> yeah, he, he is. Why does that sound like reality? <laughs> I mean, really, the one nice thing about the the conference so far is other than St. Thomas, which we know is going to suck, the non-conference went the way you want it to, right? I mean, Lake State went on win. the road and split. Ferris State split. Win from Ferris. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, technically it's, like, it's not it's a... like Christmas. They won in overtime, though, so by pairwise, that's like a not a full win, right? I think. I have no idea. I thought, it, I, thought it was, I thought if it was within the first five minutes of overtime, it was a full win. Or did no, they change they, the rules They changed again? that rule last year. So oh it counts God. as like a 55% and the other they team gets a 45 So they changed the rule last year in the year that they didn't use the pairwise. Yeah, I think it was changed for last season, and then because of COVID, they didn't use it. Um, right. Because they didn't. I think, yeah, I think that change came along with the fact that now we can't do, like, like the NCHC can't do their extra overtime anymore, right? Well, I think it's straight shootout now. The, you do five minutes, the and then it's shootout. We're talking about going back to not having shootouts, weren't they? Or did they? Well, that was all part of this is why they got what they did now is I think I thought everybody has a shootout and I don't know anymore. It's I'm, I'm lost on it all, I guess. So, um, whatever, but yeah. So like, cause if you go look at the, if you go look at the CHN pairwise thing, fair state that working is, is one and one, but they have like the worst um pairwise because it doesn't count as a full win whereas Miami's is better because they have a win and then like an overtime loss that's not because it was a home right <laughs> well were they both in the same place they were both in Ferris weren't they uh, I don't know but no it shouldn't be because nobody else is like that they're all the other ones I don't know they're all weird it I don't think it's actually right right now either because it's it doesn't necessarily make sense to me. Um, oh, did Lake State win in overtime as well? They did, yeah. Yeah, so that yeah, so you can see that the pairwise win percentage for Lake State and Ferris is both 0.275. It seems low. That doesn't seem right. Whatever. So yeah, like I don't think you could have asked for it to really go a whole lot better other than those two games being won in regulation. That would have been good. Teams winning percentage um, of factored overtimes is only 55% win and 45% loss. Yeah. That's why it's that kind of a funky number there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think that's pretty much it. Anything else, guys? One minute remaining in the podcast. All right. Well, that should do it for this episode of the Chasing McNaughton podcast. Please check out our Patreon and join by visiting patreon.com slash Guide. Patrons that are black level or above receive an authentic MCU jersey patch and extra access to extra podcast content, including extended versions of every podcast. Speaking of jerseys, if you ordered a jersey, I don't know where they are. <laughs> they're at Exclusive Pro, and Exclusive Pro didn't answer the phone today, and their answering machines fold. So I don't know what's going on there. I, I'll try and bug them some more but please stop bugging me because i don't know <laughs> uh patrons at the white level or above get access to the 
uh, Zoom chat featuring guests like John Scott, Joe Sean, Brad Patterson, and more to come. Follow us on Twitter at ChasingMacPod or at Tech Hockey Guide. You can submit your questions through email address, ChasingMac at TechHockeyGuide.com. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you can't find the podcast on your site of choice, please let us know and we'll make it happen. The more you rate, review, and share, the more people we can reach. So tell your friends. We're going to try something new here this year. If you give a five-star rating on whatever app you use, Dustin will read the review no matter what you say. So leave us a message when you rate a review or give us a review. Give us five stars because we know you love us. And let's see what you guys have to say. Uh, once again, thanks to our sponsor, Fibke Dental in Rhinelander, Wisconsin. And as always, special thanks to Mitch Lake for recording our introduction and our patron saint, Doc McResident, for his generous donation to get this thing running. We hope you enjoy. Also, thanks to the thank you notes for all the bumpers in this week's episode. If you like what you hear, check them out at the uh, thethankyounotes.bandcamp.com. If you'd like to have different bumpers, but not wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, let us know what you want to hear. That's right, Dustin shot across the bow. been listening to the chasing mcnaughton podcast presented by tech hockey guide covering the michigan tech huskies and the ccha